We're here on number one week for JBS today. We've got the number one ranked player in the 24 class, Bryce Message, Pennington Prep, uh, University of Virginia commit after a busy summer that included the area code games underclass. Uh, yeah, underclass as much as uh, anything else. Um, welcome, Bryce, and uh, welcome back. You've been here a couple of times before, so uh, thanks for, for stopping by before school gets underway. Yeah, how are you? Excellent. Excellent. Just uh, ready for, for another fun, uh, fun year in, in your journey. And uh, probably about a year since we originally talked. Um, summer was a, a busy time for you, you know, culminating, obviously, in getting to go out west to play uh, to San Diego in the in the underclass uh, area code games. Um, good outing, three innings, four or five strikeouts, if I recall. Um, but take us through the summer, you know, after the Pennington season ended and some of the uh, experiences that you got to have um, that are going to help move you forward. Yeah, I'll start with area code. Um, that was the most recent one that I played in um, over in San Diego, California. Um, played with the Yankees in the underclass. Um, it was definitely an experience I hadn't really played like with before. Um, definitely different culture out there. Um, if you kind of travel and play baseball in different areas, you kind of get different cultures of baseball. Um, you kind of up here in the Northeast, it's, it's different than it is in the South and the South's different than it is in the West. So it was definitely cool to kind of branch out to go over the West and kind of get a feel of what it's like over there. Um, weather was perfect. I mean, it was, you can't complain. And it was definitely cool to be with some of the top guys in the area. It's definitely very cool to be with guys that are, like I've grown up in the Northeast, I've played in the Northeast and know the, the winter pain and they know what it's like to be up here, you know. So it was definitely a pretty cool experience to be with those guys and play against really good competition. And we had two of them on recently, uh, Sean Griggs and, and Luke Dickerson, who, who's going to be your teammate in a couple of years at UVA. Um, and that was, you know, for them, it was their first experience out West too. And Seemed like the weather was uh, the big thing for everybody in the uh, in the atmosphere. I, I guess it was your first time playing out west in, for an extended period. Yeah, it was. It was definitely the weather was a big factor. It wasn't super humid out like it is up in the northeast, and it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was like 75, 80. I mean, we were we were playing, and I think it may it might have been like 80, 82. And yeah. was like, man, it's hot out today. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like a hundred back at home. It's this is ridiculous. <laughs> We're surprised I mean, none of you guys got lost uh, accidentally when the when the plane was leaving. I decided to stay out there. Right? It's it's pretty amazing. I thought about it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely super neat to be able to play with some of my future teammates too. There are a ton of Virginia commits on the team. That was definitely pretty cool to build relationships with those guys before I uh, go there in a couple of years. So that was definitely neat. Yeah, and a chance to to kind of get you know the you know, professional treatment, I say in a way, you know, obviously the, the accommodations were great, but, but, you know, also playing in front of a lot of uh, scouts and, and people like that. Did you get any feedback that you're going to take into, uh, you know, fall winter? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, at my game, I started the first game of the whole tournament, which was super, super neat because there were a ton of big league scouts that were still there from obviously the upper class. So that was super neat to be able to hear their feedback and talk to us. And also the scouts were in the dugout, which was really neat to hear what they had to say about how we were acting in the dugout before the game, after the game, in the bullpen, or even during the game, obviously. And I mean, I got a lot of feedback um, with 
how like to approach the game, how to prepare better. Um, just, I mean, it was just kind of like the overall experience kind of taught me new ways to, I guess, play the game, almost being out there just out West and also being around those scouts is definitely something that I'm going to be able to take in and kind of use to my advantage. Yep. And as you get big uh, events coming up in the fall, obviously Jupiter is a big one for, for everybody in that, you know, starting 11th grade. And then you've got the, uh, um, East Coast Pro and, and area code games kind of journey again next year. It's, uh, you know, the, the quicker you get that feedback and the easier you can put that together, it's obviously going to bode well for, for future events. Yeah, definitely. Um, tell us what led into that this summer. Again, uh, another couple of opportunities, you know, pitching in, in big events for, for, you know, national level, uh, you know, travel teams. Yeah, um, well, I got the opportunity to play for USA Prime. At the time, they were the number one in the country for class of 2024. Um, it was definitely a super cool experience being able to play with, obviously, the top 20 players, top 50 players in the country. Derek Curiel, obviously, number one player in the country, got to play with him. Just, It's super interesting how these guys come and approach the game. It's definitely different, and it's very, very cool to watch and learn. Um, it was definitely a great experience. I think that was down in Georgia, I want to say. And got the pitch, three innings, nine strikeouts, no hits. It was it was a good experience. Um, it was definitely fun to play with some of those guys. Again, I was with some of the UVA guys, which was definitely cool to play with. So I was with uh, Aiden Harris and Michael Yeager. Um, got to play with them. So that was definitely fun to see them and stuff. Um, and obviously build relationships with guys across the country, especially the top prospects. Definitely cool how they – attack and approach the game. Um, you mentioned in, in talking to area scouts, your routine, you know, you kind of learn things about your routine, things like that, that, that can help progress, you know, you and your game. What have you kind of gone with now and what's your kind of plan and routine for, you know, what was it for the end of summer, but also as we get into fall and, uh, and, and, and winter? Um, well, some of the things I uh, actually, the main things I took away from what most of those guys had to say, like what they had to tell me and what their feedback was, was that like the mental approach to things, um, how I work out just everything in life, kind of just everything's got to surround how you would play. It's like, like when I'm working out, it's like, it can't be something you mess around with. You got to work out how you're going to play. You know, it's like, it's, very, very focused environment. Something I learned when we were there is everything was done with precision and focus, which was definitely something I'll take into account. Yeah, now now your summer also included something, a uh, couple of interesting experiences. And I think it probably hit me a couple of days after um, Bryce Harper's return to the Phillies um, after his broken hand injury. And I, I remember texting you uh, that day and you said you were at the game and I'm like, okay, Kind of interesting, you know, but didn't realize Bryce was a big Bryce Harper fan, maybe first name thing. I, I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of like you know, sell out. So, hey, great chance to catch a, a game. And then I, it probably hit me a day or two later that that unlike the other 40,000, you were not there for for Bryce Harper's return. You're probably the only person in the their family in the stadium who who wasn't. But but they were playing the Pirates that weekend, and and you know Uncle Justin Justin Message one is a, I think the longest tenured coach on the on the Pirates staff, um, and and you got the opportunity to uh, cross paths, but but you know get to you know they played in in Philly, they played in Baltimore, you got 
you know, what's it like having, you know, to, what does it do to your perspective to have an uncle um, coaching in the majors? And, and what experiences did you have, you know, getting to see him a couple times this summer? Yeah, um, it was definitely a super cool experience um, with the Bryce Harper I'll start with. Um, well, we didn't expect them to play. He's supposed to come the week after with the Rockies is what was supposed right. to happen. I remember we got some notification on my phone. I was like, Bryce Harper's going to play. I was like, well, he, he's not too excited about it because it's Bryce Harper. And it's like, his pitchers aren't too happy, I would imagine. No, no that's right. <laughs> so, but I mean, we were pumped. But yeah, when we got into the stadium, I mean, it was like, we'd walk through the halls, we'd pirate stuff on, they'd, they'd be like dropping F-bombs. We'd be like, "If you Pirates fans. I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. Pretty much sold out crowd. It was crazy. I mean, he would like go walk, he would step on the field and it would erupt. I mean, it was, it was super cool to see that. But uh, having my uncle be in the big leagues is definitely a really cool experience. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of learning and understanding the game. Uh, being able to see how he treats it is, is pretty special. Um, being able to be exposed to those kind of experiences, being able to go to those sort of games, being able to be down in the winters at Pirate City, super cool experiences like that are really, really helpful for me. Um, obviously, he tells us like stories and he tells us things that really show you how difficult it really is to get to that level, mental and physical, everything. It's just, it, it's not easy. And they make it seem so easy, but it's not. So that's definitely something that's that's pretty cool that he tells us about. And I feel like the mental side is, is I don't say by far tougher because it's not too easy to physically hit, you know, a hundred mile an hour fastball with movement. Um, but I feel like the mental part is, is the bigger challenge. Like there's, there's, there's more guys who can handle the physical side of it than that mental side. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, what I'd found is like, you go down to the minor leagues and see these guys in triple double a, it's like, this guy's throwing a hundred. He's be able to command his stuff, have three plus pitches. He's, he could pitch in the big leagues right now, but the difference is his mental. How was that guy able to handle his mental mental side of the game compared to the guy in the big leagues? It's like, that's the difference right there is the mental part. It's like, how are they able to handle the stress, the pressure, everything about being a professional athlete? Nothing's easy. So once you take it to that next step, it's how are you going to be able to handle it? How are you going to be able to understand what you're doing? So that's definitely, definitely mental side is very, very difficult. Now, it wasn't just the, uh, the West Coast that was new for you this summer. Um, and, and you've had a more unique ex uh, set of experiences, I think, than most just because, you know, what your parents have, have done for years as far as taking sets of athletes to um, other countries on, on leadership and, and uh, you know, experiences like that. And you've had the chance to travel from a young age. But Montana, a little bit different for you, right? I don't think you've ever been up to the Northwest either. Um, Tell us about Montana and, you know, it's not a fictional place. It's a real place in the, in the real United States, but you know, what was, what was that like? That was kind of a fun uh, trip for you. Yeah. Believe it or not, my dad's from there. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely real. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's different. Well, where I went, it was a small town. It's actually where my girlfriend's from, believe it or not. Yeah, but it was, uh, my dad's from more of like a bigger city, you would say for Montana. It's not huge. So it's more lifelike, I would more civilization, I would say, like more like it is here in the Northeast, I would say. So I've been up there, but it, it doesn't happen very often. It's like every 
every couple of years, if that it's not, we don't go up a lot. So I was able to go out and see my girlfriend, which was because I went from San Diego to Montana mm -hmm. and we'd been dating for about a month or two. We've been talking for years before. So my, her mom and my mom grew up together. So we always were, we were like family friends for a while. And then we, a couple of years ago, we kind of saw each other and we were like, okay, we started talking and then we started dating. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a trip out there while we were dating. I was like, this is great. This is a perfect opportunity. I was out there for like 10 days. It was good. I mean, it was still didn't have any days off out there with like throwing and stuff. It was, it was great though. It was a really good mental break for me to go from area code, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, go from there and go and be with somebody that's I'm able to cherish time with. Sure. Now, now tell us, I want to know about the throwing side of it. You say you're throwing every day up there. I, I can't imagine that there's, you know, you're throwing low 90s. You're throwing these, you know, you're hitting 3,000 RPMs on your breaking ball. You're, you're you know, obviously you're not throwing full game intensity, but but your stuff moves a lot. I can't imagine that there was full of, like, guys who were able to, like, catch you. So how did that go? Well, I, when I, before I got there, we kind of prepared. I was like, I need a catcher. This is my right. last week or two of pens. I was yeah. like, they're like, oh, we got some guy. He used to be pretty good. He caught like 10 years ago. I was like, oh, you think he's gonna be able to catch me? Like, oh yeah, he's fine. It was great. I mean, it was like, I got out there. Well, the first three days I didn't have a catcher. So I'd have this little makeshift in this pen. It was beautiful background. It was, it was fascinating. Field was, uh, field was actually not bad. I came to the pen. There was like snake holes around it. It was, it was a little, <laughs> little rough. And uh, I had like to get, park. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a little trash can, had a little base, like a base around like on a field and duct taped it on for a strike zone. I'd throw into it probably like 30 pitches a day, get the grind in. It was, it was good. And then once he came, he threw. And to be honest, I was surprised how he handled it. I threw like a flat ground. It was probably 90-91. He was able to just right. – fine the sliders were a little rough for him but the sliders and curveball he had a tough time but the fastball i just kind of like yeah well you know it's uh that's good made you feel good too right made it feel like a lot harder than it was <laughs> <laughs> so so you've been to a lot of places you know where does montana fit in as far as being unique you talk about the background when you're when you're throwing it certainly is uh not like the Northeast in, in any way. Um, but, but, you know, where does that rank as far as places you've been to? Mm, uh, it's, it's different. I mean, I probably rank it. I've been to almost every continent. I would probably say it ranks pretty close behind Iceland. It's a little different for me because I had someone there that it's a little different because normally sure. the other places is just me and my sure. family. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some, there's some bias in there that you're going to like it, you know, but, but I mean, as far as just like the, the area, it's, it's, it's so like, just changes your perspective. Like if you don't get out of the Northeast, you think everything's like, you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. It's, it's, it's not, it's really not the case. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely really different. It's not like any other parts of the U S especially where we are and, up in the northeast is nothing like it it's big mountains it's cold the nicest thing is it's cold at night and hot during the day and it's dry heat not that bad so it was it was definitely beautiful rivers everything's clear it was, it was pretty nice i mean it was it, it's definitely up there with 
it's definitely up there with some other pretty neat and fascinating countries such as Iceland and stuff. You mentioned rivers, puts my mind right to boats. And I think we talked the first time about you, you know, get, owning your first boat at age 10, 11. Um, any chance or opportunity to get out this summer? How's the, how's the boating world doing for you? Um, well, in the beginning of the summer, I bought a new boat. It's like an 18-foot bass boat, like 100 horsepower, aluminum. And I think, I, I want to say I bought it for 900. Is that something like that? Sure. 950, maybe? I'm not the right person to ask on, uh, on the boat market. It wasn't a lot. It was dirt, but it was, it was fairly new 2010. It was, it was, it was older, but like it did the so job. Required, required some work is what you're saying. It actually didn't need that much work. It needed like new carpet and motor ran everything. Everything ran perfectly. So I bought it for like 950 and set it up, got everything, like put some fish finders in it, made it look, made it look pimp. And then we, <laughs> uh, took it out a couple of weeks ago and it, it's perfect. I mean, I could probably sell it for eight, nine, 10 K probably right now, make a nine K profit probably. Somewhere. So, so the entrepreneur side is still going strong for you then. How's the, uh, how's landscape business? Kind of let that over to my brother a little more and let him nice. explore that opportunity. That's all right. Cause that was, you know, he's what? 12. Yeah. 11, 12. Right. And that was about the age where you really kind of kicked it into gear. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's it, it was I well what I thought about I was like he needs to have this I thought I learned a lot and got a lot of opportunities because of it I was like why not give it to him and have him share a similar experience yeah that's what I'm saying like it seems like the right time for for him now he's still throwing both hands yeah he is it's it's been it's been actually pretty good he just got a new team and he's loving it so and you're not secretly throwing lefty on the side just because you don't want him to have one thing over you that you can't do we don't talk about my left side. It's quite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tell us, um, you know, obviously getting into fall now, um, starting junior year, you know, you're somebody who always has goals set for themselves. What are we looking at as our primary goal for fall, winter, you know, stuff before we get to March 13th and first day of, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers at school? Yeah, um, well, I think the goals, um, I mean, academically kind of balance that baseball and academics and still kind of dominate both of those things, I guess. Um, but a huge thing for baseball, I guess, is try to get that fastball up to the 95, 96. And I mean, if I could get 97, I, that'd be awesome, but probably get it up in 90, 95, 96 and get it up in there. Um, consistently 91, 94, somewhere in there. Um, it's definitely going to be, I think it's achievable. I think for me, the biggest thing is putting on weight. Um, I mean, I grew two inches since probably last time we talked two, three inches. So, and lost weight and lost weight. Yeah. I got really sick. So that was, that was unfortunate. So I'm trying well, it to makes get... it, makes it look like you gained about five or six inches is what it did. It, did, it looks yeah, like you're about much. six, six now, but, yeah, but yeah. not really. Yeah. I'm just, I'm lanky. <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, I think putting on weight, uh, just being able to do that is probably one of the bigger things to help accomplish my goal. I'm working with Tread Athletics still, so that's been really key in focusing up on that plan and working has been really, really important. Um, 
I've been lifting over at uh, Hopewell Valley Fitness right in Pennington. And that's been awesome for me. Uh, Andy Halco has been a great resource for me to be able to help push myself to the limits and be able to put on that muscle that I need to put on in the next couple months. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's obviously the other part of it is to stay healthy. Um, I've been able to go to Next Level Fitness and my guy Ben Fan over there. It's been awesome for me. Keep my everything just in check, mobility in check. Everything's been awesome. So that's been really, really key for me. Um, and then obviously I've got the big bubble in the back. That's been really huge for me with the, just got the track man pitching and hitting track man, which is super neat. Um, and I'll be able to use that resource to my advantage to, I guess, get to my goals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, now is that a, uh, is that a mobile track man? Is that, is that a portable is the word I'm looking for? Not mobile. Or is that, you know, kind of got to stay at the, in the bubble? No, I think it, it's portable, and I think we're looking out to for people to use it if they want. I think that's an upcoming show, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Actually, <laughs> should be right. Should be. Um, but no, and and if we don't really know the bubble, the the, the backyard uh, lab in in your back, I mean that's always been a great that's a great resource for you, obviously, with uh, you know a whole lot of fun technological things, but certainly just that area to get your work in, do it in a relatively peaceful area and focused area. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's obviously a big asset. Yeah, definitely. It's been huge. I mean, having the turf back there, um, being able to be back there, just, I mean, I walk a hundred feet, I mean, where I work out. So it's been really nice. And where I lift is I could walk there too, half a mile away, not too hard to get to. So it's, I mean, everything's within walking distance I can get done. I mean, back there, I got the plow wall for throwing. I can, it's hundred something feet long. I can throw in there. I can do pretty much anything in there. I can throw a pen, get all my metrics down. It's been really, really helpful. Um, ton of cameras to get things done, to send video over to people that need to see it. Um, hitting wise, we got the machine and the hitting track man, which has been really, really helpful too. Um, and I mean, obviously in the winters, having it heated has been really, really nice. And also in the, the summers, it has a bunch of fans, which is, it's been awesome to be honest and that's kind of what got me started in the beginning right right after COVID I would say and it's kind of been up since then it's been awesome for me there's no way to do long toss in there any way reasonable that we can think of the bubble would have to be a lot bigger for that it need to be a lot bigger that's why we have center court <laughs> that's right that's right but well, we appreciate the time as always I know you got some big things coming up in the fall we even get a chance to swing it a little bit which we know you love to do is we could be quiet, but we love to do that as much as hitting, I think. Um, at least you like to talk about your hitting as much as your pitching. Um, we expecting any bombs this fall? Couple. Always, right? No word. Um, we appreciate the time, Bryce, um, and, and certainly wish you the best as we continue uh, through the year. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate your time.